Welcome to the scene. This is Screen Time. My name is David Chu, and I am a lover of film and pop culture. I am a theatre student here at UNE, and I'm collaborating with Belgrave Cinema and tuned to bring you this show. Screen Time is essentially a program where I review films that are showing in Belgrave and talk and discuss and opinionate. Now, I hope everyone has had a lovely holiday. No matter what you got up to, I'm sure it was lovely. I had a great time myself, lunch with friends and some gaming, and I'm excited to get moving again. So? Today, we have our seventh episode of Screen Time. Up on screen, we have a DC movie under the watchful eyes of Warner Bros. The movie Aquaman 2, or Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, this film is an action-adventure fantasy. Directed by James Wan, an Australian film writer and producer, with some history in horror behind him. This band has multiple awards and nominations for his works. Very impressive indeed. With movies such as The Conjuring 2, multiple Saw movies, or pretty much all of them, and Megan. I personally respect the horror hustle, though horror for me is not my general taste. But if you enjoy horror, look up James Wan movies. Aquaman 2 is one of the series of movies in the DC Cinematic Universe which recently, with the Flash movie, appears to have rebooted its universe. But Aquaman 2 does not show the effects of that. So these are slightly confusing times. Could be the final, it could not. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is about Arthur Curie, or Aquaman becoming a father and the new king of Atlantis to which he immediately ditches Atlantis to go spring his brother Orm, or Ocean Master, from prison because they need to find Black Manta. David Kane, or Black Manta, discovers the Black Trident and is being manipulated by it to free another prisoner. That would be kinda bad for the planet, and then also kill Aquaman. All the while, increasing global warming and poisoning the environment. Along for the ride, we have Topo, a cephalopod, a genetically modified octopus with camo abilities. We also have Dr. Shin, a scientist caught up in Black Manta's schemes and just wanted to see Atlantis. A lot happens in this movie. I was excited even before I saw the trailer. I originally thought the trailer was pretty good and revealed maybe a little too much for the movie. But after watching it, I'd say the trailer was perhaps slightly misleading. Every shot from the trailer is definitely in the movie, but I found myself surprised when I watched this feature. So for the cast, we have Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry slash Aquaman, Patrick Wilson as Orm slash Ocean Master, Yahya Abdul, the second as David Kane slash Black Manta, Randall Park as Dr. Shin. On top of our main cast, we have Temuera Morrison as Tom Curry, aka Father to Arthur, 
Nicole Kidman as Atlanta, aka mother to Arthur and Orm, Dolph Ludgren as King Nearest, and John Rhys Davies as the Brian King. Now the world. The locations are varied and unique. We see scenery from the deep ocean to the Sahara Desert, ice, a volcano, and a forest. This film lives up to the adventure genre, for sure, with so many different environments. I thought it was fun. Fun, 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 fun. These environments, other than the forest, were generally quite bare. Allows the action to take center stage. There are moments during the action when there are detailed designs of buildings or such in the background for people to think are cool. So for the ocean, we get many glimpses of Atlantis. Fish and fish creatures, both inside and outside the palace. A lot of glowing lights and cool designs. There was notably an underwater current speedway as well. For the Sahara, we have sand on top, and building-like caves underside that seemed to hang from the walls. The ice was pretty much just ice. The volcano looked like a black version of Superman's Fortress of Solitude, on the outside at least, and the inside had a very interesting design as sort of an enemy base. In fact, I admired it a lot, and from the admiration I likened it to a game. I could easily see this base in a shooter or some kind of final boss location in some sort of RPG. You'd think it would be. The forest was large and full of mutated plants and animals. I felt similar vibes to Journey to the Center of the Earth. The forest was very cool and violent to see. I would say all the environments contributed to me thinking that this could have been a great video game. This movie's environments appeal to film nerds, game nerds, and pop culture nerds. It was great. The scenes were a mixture of jam-packed action and emotional themes and jokes. Arthur and Orm are great foils. The action was crazy. 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 We had hand-to-hand combat in water and land, lasers and sonic attacks, using the environment as well. It was very fun to watch. The choreo for each fight was more than just throwing punches, which shows attention to detail and the willingness to put more forward. As I mentioned before, there were game aspects in the environment. I could see it in the fight scenes as well. For example, we had Aquaman yanking a chain and having it collide with ancient machinery that was attacking them, while Orm was being the distraction for the enemy. To me, that was game vibes. The action varies from stealth, escaping, and fights. Constant fun, pretty much. Emotional themes focused on family. This was a film about family. On top of Arthur and Orm coming to eventually trust each other, Arthur was spending time with his dad, Tom, and son, Arthur Jr. We had Atlanta give a rousing chat with her two sons. Technically, Black Manta wanted to kill Aquaman because his dad was left to die. A thing towards the end was technically family-related too. All these moments were serious and touching. Generally, were also calmer scenes as well. It was nice seeing the brothers slowly get along, and Aquaman getting peed on by his son. Twice. 
The scenes show Aquaman as he has always been, a family man, even in comics. The jokes were good. The jokes all came from Aquaman, and Jason Momoa is brilliant at delivering all of them. They also only really worked well because Orm was there to bounce off them. So good job to Patrick Wilson. They were fast-paced, and a lot of them were simple. Watching these scenes will bring you a smile. The music score was composed by a Rupert Gregson Williams. I remember very little about the music. I don't think it was bad. Probably above average, even. I was just that enamored by everything else. There was a lot in this movie. I'm sure there was plenty of opportunity for the music score to shine. I do have a feeling that the music shone the best in the action scenes. I too felt hyped during the fights, and I know it wasn't just because of what was happening on screen. I'd say it probably came down to the chase scene when Aquaman and Ocean Master were being chased by giant grasshoppers in the mutated forest. The music there worked really well with the scene, and was hype. I do think, though, that at times the music was a little dry. Perhaps because it felt like it was far too similar to other action movies. Maybe other people will enjoy and focus on the music, but I was all in on the action. I do believe that the music fit the themes and all the moments well. It was just overshadowed. For tropes, we have an evil weapon counterpart and underreaction for major injury. I picked these two tropes because I love these tropes whenever I see them. The first one is used a lot, and I probably shouldn't enjoy it as much as I do, but I love it. These two tropes are in a fair amount of media, superhero or not, you've probably encountered them plenty of times. An evil weapon counterpart. I love counterparts because they always test the absolute limits of the heroes or MCs whenever they appear, allowing for growth and becoming better. Better, 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 better. It is sometimes a little dramatic, but I was entertained. In this case, it was the Black Trident, counterpart to the Atlantean Trident. All about corruption and controlling the dead compared to fish. It was pretty cool. And in this case, it was a major catalyst for the movie, which helps its importance. It is essentially the classic good versus evil, just a different focus. And there's nothing wrong with that. That kind of trope has been here since the dawn of time. The underreaction was the Brian King losing his claw. This was a short bit towards the end. The claw is a hand, and when you think of someone losing their hand, they're either going to be depressed or angry as all heck. Of course, the Brian King's claw was eventually going to grow back. It is still a major injury. This was just funny. Funny the first time, and funny the second time. He was just kind of annoyed, and that was enough. Sometimes a laugh is all you need. I laughed. I don't think some people will admit it, that it is funny, but it is. It was a fun quirk that added more to the film. Acting was delightful. 
everyone was so serious. And then there was Aquaman. Jason Momoa always seems to be having fun in his roles. Man can swap between serious butt-whooping to caring father and general chaotic jokester. He does it easily. He definitely seems to be falling into a type, though. It's enjoyable to watch, and he is good at all of that. I think he was perfect for Aquaman. Patrick Wilson. He was pretty good. I'm glad he came back to play Orm. I sympathized, and right at the end, the way he acted when he was showing his care for his brothers was genuinely heartwarming. It is hard to get a reaction from me from moments like this anymore, and it got me. I think I teared up. All in all, Patrick was pretty good. Yahya Abdul was a fine Black Mantis. He was revengey and angry the whole time. There wasn't too much depth. Not much you can do, I guess. He wasn't bad per se. I think it was just the script. He did make the Black Manta feel like a major threat. Timuera Morrison, I think, played a great father to Aquaman. He definitely did great. Showing the vibe of a guy who's been through a lot and who is proud and supportive of his son. I had an emotional investment. He probably had some of the least screen time too. Randall Park does well in so many roles. He does appear to have an archetype, and that is where he generally is. I'm not too sure how I would categorize him this time. I can say for sure I enjoyed the wholesome, awkward, and morally good character that he played. Everyone else is fine. It is a comic book movie at the end of the day. Messages in this film. Second chances are important. And... Family. Second chances are important. People can make mistakes. And sometimes life and situations can be less than preferable. Orm was made to believe his entire life that Arthur was coming to steal the throne. It became a self-fulfilled prophecy. Second chances are a part of being human. As long as the reason that leads to possibly getting a second chance is not too criminal or too personal, then it should be fine. A fair amount of people deserve one. The second chances are how we get to know people and how we can make things right. A chance is all we need, and I am a gambling man. It makes everyone feel better if it works out. It is understandable if you don't want to give a second chance to someone, depending on what they did. Just make sure you have all the facts and know why you would be giving them a second chance. Family is important. Blood-related or not, doesn't matter. When you find family, they're your family. There will be quirks and times when things don't go well. They are here to support. They are one of the first you turn to. You find family or family finds you. You're going through thick and thin. Be careful, though. Sometimes it may take a bit of pain to realize who is family and who is not. We all find them eventually, and sometimes we go to make our own. Either way, love your family, and they will love you. Symbiosis and all that.
As I mentioned before, this whole film feels like it could be a video game. And I stand by it. The environments look beautiful, perfect for an adventure game, and perfect for a game with a story. This movie would look brilliant as some sort of growing up adventure where some kid leaves their home in the sea to rescue or explore the world, facing trials in the sand, resting in the snow, and fighting ultimate evil in the volcano. That's where it should have happened. Would have been nice to see more of the kingdoms. Solid ending. The CGI was crazy. I'd play this game. One other thing I would like to talk about is the ancient tech from the Lost Kingdom. They had a giant hammerhead shark sub and octopus mini-subs. Their designs were really cool. They moved really cool. There was a clear separation between them and Atlantean slash other kingdoms tech. The octopus subs reminded me a lot of the robot that Syndrome created from The Incredibles. Brilliant. Alrighty, review time. Critics are being a little harsh, in my opinion. We have scores, generally, around the 3-4 to out of 10 mark for this film. We have critics saying, No one should be going into this with the assumption it's high art. Jason Momoa's enthusiasm for the character is evident, and the charming actor does his best to keep things afloat. But this lost voyage never finds its way, despite peppered possibilities. Make it stop. Because of this point, we've kind of given up on make it better. It's not as much of a coffin nail as it could be. In fact, it's actually sort of fun. Sad to see so much negativity. Audiences say 7 or 8 out of 10. Thank you. We have audiences saying, funny, lots of action, good story, great scenery, and special effects. DC has great characters. They simply do not have great writers. They are wasting the best heroes with dumb storylines. I felt Aquaman was just great, pure fun nonsense. Special effects and fun. It was good. Better than the ratings on IMDb led me to believe. Even my 12-year-old daughter liked it, and she usually hates comic book movies. Not sure why the negative reviews. Storyline was decent. Not a five-star movie, but definitely worth the watch if you liked the first one. That sounds about right. I loved Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom. Joke's good. The acting was great. The story was alright. The environments were crazy good. Cartoonish dumb fun. Would be sick as a game. I loved the family theme on top of the action-packed awesomeness. If this movie is the last of this DC universe, probably not the best. I viewed it as simply an Aquaman sequel. Anyway, 8.5 out of 10. And the movie quote for this week. True kings build bridges, right? Thank you. Belgrave Cinema, if you feel like enjoying a movie, why don't you pop down? 145 Dumeric Street. Students get cheaper tickets. If you love movies, there's a Belgrave Plus membership that you can get to have cheaper tickets for a year. I'll see you all again next week. This was Screen Time on Tune 106.9. Going to the credits.